Joe, good morning. Happy holidays. Hey. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. And, and how you doing? Good morning, guys. I am. It's been a fun weekend so far. I love Fourth of July weekend. I uh, hope you guys are doing the same. Yeah, man. Uh, we, you know, we've been talking Braves early. I'll let you decide because every week we bring you on and, and, and we're never sure which team you want to talk about first. You want to talk about the Braves and what they're doing up in Cincinnati or what they've done over these last couple series or Atlanta United as they get ready for New York. Let's uh, let's start with some Atlanta United since we always uh, we, we tend to I ramble on so long we only get like one uh, you know a little bit on them at the end let's uh, talk let's, let's talk some Atlanta United how about it okay, okay let's and go we got to limit your answers to thirty seconds that way you won't be rambling yeah <laughs> as you put it I don't mind it but you know Joe what what, what do you make of the, uh, our, our latest uh, setback and we actually I actually heard Gonzalo Pineda use the word heartbreak. Uh, and the way this one, uh, this past one, Red Bulls has always been a tough place for Atlanta United. They had an opportunity to at least leave the place with a point, but they, but they leave with none. Yeah, it was it was absolutely brutal. I mean, I think heartbreaking. The term that Gonzalo Panetti used is the exact right word to use because this team went up to Red Bull Arena again, a, a place they never. They had never scored a goal. Uh, they had gotten a point there, which they got last year in a nil-nil drop. They've, they've obviously struggled there if, if you've never scored a goal. And the team just played super, super well in bad conditions with several players. You know, despite we know all the players they're missing due to injury. And then they also weren't able to field Joseph Martinez in the starting lineup, Marcelino Moreno in the starting lineup because of load management. So they were really... Uh, a threadbare squad that went out there and they played amazing for like 80 minutes <laughs> and they scored the goal to take the lead in the 75th minute. Um, but then, yeah, just kind of gave it up late on uh, They uh, a penalty by Caleb Wiley, a 17 year old kid, unfortunate for him because he's been such a good player for Atlanta United this year, but you know, gives away a penalty where when he didn't need to go in on a challenge in his own box. And then, um, you know, a player in Alex DeJohn who, who had put in an admiral performance, a guy who really was not expected to play hardly at all, honestly. He was very much a reserve uh, center back defender for this team. You know, again, makes makes another individual error that leads to the winning goal in, you know, a few minutes later. So it's just absolutely brutal. And so when you look forward to this game, I you know, what I'm looking for is just is this team going to be able to pick themselves up emotionally for it um, and physically because it's a tough turnaround. Only two days in between. It's one of the short, one of the quicker turnarounds they'll have all season. Um, but I think emotionally it's, it's going to be hard for them to kind of pick themselves up and get themselves in the right mind frame to play again today. But, you know, they've got to do it. And hopefully on the good side, uh, we will potentially see – with the return of Tiago Almada today from his suspension, we could potentially see Joseph Martinez, Tiago Almada, Marcelino Moreno, and Luis Araujo all in the field together for the first time this season, which is kind of crazy, or at least in the starting lineup for the first time this season. So uh, it's kind of crazy that that's the case, that this, that's how injured and banged up and, you know, the circumstances have been for this team, but uh, they'll have them today. So hopefully they can they – can, um, finish this thing out. You know, again, New York City is a really, really, really tough place. In fact, the toughest place in the entire league to get three points to win on the road. But if they can, if they can even pull out a draw, I mean, that would be considered a win. I think so. Um, let's see if they can do it. Many time on the waitfor.com hotline, with Joe Patrick, uh, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter always with J A Patrick two hundred J A Patrick uh, two hundred. Um, you talked a lot about Atlanta United. Let's turn to, I guess, something that would be a little more pleasant. That would be the Braves, who 
been on a mm-hmm. tour of great places to eat. They've been in Philadelphia with the cheesesteaks. Now they're in Cincinnati with the chili. And, and they have a great success there. What, why are you laughing, Grant? No, I was, I was actually going to ask him another question, but we talked Braves there. I'll okay. save it till the end here because okay. this is a big one. Okay. But, 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 but we, uh, we've already won the series. Dare we go for the sweep? And we, we're waiting to see what's up with, uh, with, with Adam Duvall's hand. Yeah, yeah, that that will be very interesting to see how those uh, those scans come out. Um, for the Braves, I mean, man, it just feels like they are just totally in like a flow state right now in the season, you know. And it just seems like these wins kind of it seems like they come easy. I mean, I don't know how the players actually feel about it, but it just certainly seems from an outsider perspective like this team has total confidence that it's going to be able to you know, you just beat everybody they play on on a given night. And especially these teams like Cincinnati, these teams that are not, you know, among the, the, the challengers for the National League. I mean, I think that we saw a really good series against teams like the Giants and Dodgers when they were in Truist Park last week. Uh, and you really saw kind of high-level competitive baseball that felt like playoff baseball, especially that Dodgers series. And then, like you said, they go they go to Philadelphia – they go to Cincinnati and they're just rolling these teams. And um, it helps when you have a guy like Spencer Strider who can strike out 11 guys in six innings. I mean, that guy has been absolutely phenomenal, but I think that overall, like what strikes me is that this team we're at the beginning of the season, it seemed like any um, kind of area of the team, whether it be the starting rotation, the bullpen or the lineup was kind of letting the team down and helping it lose games. It seems now that, you know, it's kind of the opposite has happened and that they have consistency in pretty much every area. And that's what's giving them a chance to win basically every single game that they go out there and play. So it's really good to see them uh, beating up on these, these teams that they feel that you feel like they should be beating Frank, quite frankly. It's Joe Patrick joining Sam and Greg sports radio, 92, nine, the game, 92, nine, the game.com. You mentioned Strider and this guy's sitting the top of the league as far as average Fastball speed, 98 point something. Mm-hmm. But my question is to you long term, just like we talk about young players, we're talking about Michael Harris Jr. and how he's made adjustments to how pitches are coming at him, and this is going to have to continue. The guy's only been in the league a minute and a half. The same thing with Strider. We all know major league pitching uh, hitters can catch up to a 100 mile an hour fastball. Do you think he has enough stuff in his arsenal to still be that dominant pitcher with that three digit fastball? Yeah, I, I think he, I think he does, uh, and I think that's a good point that you bring up there, Greg, because it is like his first time seeing a lot of these teams, and it will be very interesting to see how these guys react to him when they're seeing him for a second, a third time. Um, again, you you kind of you can catch guys by surprise. Obviously, when you've got this kind of stuff, the the pure power that that Strider has, then you can kind of overwhelm a guy when you're facing him for the first time, but. Um, how, do, how do they react to that later on? We will see. But I, I do have confidence that he will be able to do that because, you know, he's really developed the changeup quite a bit, even in this just this one year, uh, is, which has been really good to see. He had typically been a fastball slider guy. Um, the slider was kind of the off-speed pitch, and he's really worked hard to develop this changeup. He doesn't throw it a ton, but he, he doesn't need to. He only needs it to be effective when he does throw it. And if he's throwing it, you know, what, nine or ten times a game, uh, as long as that's keeping hitters off balance, then it's doing its job. And so that's the big thing with a lot of these hard throwers. They don't have enough of the pitch repertoire. So um, they are better off oftentimes in bullpen roles where you, you know, you don't need as much of an arsenal. Uh, But I think that just to see the development that Strider has made specifically on his changeup is really encouraging for what he's going to be as a starter, just in continuing to develop 
his own arsenal of pitches to keep guys off balance uh, as a starting pitcher. So I, I think he will, but I mean, I think that it's also um, fair to, to say it's up in the air at this point. We don't know for sure. And it's definitely something he's going to have to deal with as he continues to grow in this league. Again, Joe Patrick joining Sam and Greg here, sports radio, 92.9, the game, 92.9, the I want to bring this back around to something we were talking about when we started talking with you and that's soccer. Believe it or not, I'm bringing this yeah. back around. But last week, Kevin, Kevin Durant announced that he wants to get traded out of Brooklyn. And that was a big story in the world of basketball and here in America. Mm-hmm. The other day, Cristiano Ronaldo requests the trade from Manchester United to transfer to play in Champions League. Now, I don't follow this as closely as you, but I am told by everybody who has heard this that this is worldwide news. Tell me the significance mm-hmm. of this if it were to happen. Well, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, when he, yeah, I mean, when he makes waves about a team that uh, like he doesn't want to play for a team, he wants to play for a new team, it is worldwide news because he, as a sports figure, especially in the marketing realm, is so big. He has such a center of gravity in the soccer world that it's, it's, just, it's just major news whenever he uh, changes team. Now, it's not quite like Durant in terms of the impact he would make on a team at this stage of his career. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is in the very later stages of his career. I would say, he, he, and this, frankly, he's like a, he would be considered a very old player, uh, a player that could not, like, start every game for you. And, in fact, he was kind of utilized more as a role player for Manchester United, though having said that, a very good one. Uh, he still has a ton of skill. He keeps – he's amazingly fit for his age – um, so he's obviously a, a, an important player, but yeah, no, it's funny, Greg, cause I was thinking about the same thing when this, uh, when this deal went off and, you know, cause I saw people having arguments about, um, you know, like players having control of their future and all that. And, you know, whether, and some people were like upset that, you know, players can like request a trade and force his way on like a certain team that he wants. And I'm just saying like, from my, uh, you know, from my perspective, you know, global soccer is, that is how it is. I mean, these guys really can kind of, um, push for their own moves in their own careers. And you very often see guys, um, you know, holding out of training and things like that. So um, there are, I mean, there are definitely some similarities. This is very interesting in soccer when there's a global market for you. It, it creates a whole new set of forces that are pulling you in every which direction because there's new, you know, uh, markets essentially for you to enter as a player. And if you're Cristiano Ronaldo, you can kind of market yourself to the world differently. If you're playing in France versus if you're playing in England versus if you play in America, who knows where he might want to play now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's playing champions league, but there's all these different markets that you could enter that, um, that changes the landscape for both yourself and the team. So it's, it's interesting to see the, the comparison between uh, some of the things that are happening in some of these American sports versus what happens in kind of the European soccer uh, realm. You got a tea time this weekend, man? No, I don't. It's unfortunate. But uh, today I'm not in any shape to be doing that. So oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? Fine. But I haven't played in a couple of weeks now. I need to get back out there. I dinged up something. You're not going to play soccer. You're going to play golf. You, you can do yeah, that yeah, on, yeah. you know, recreational golf, we should say. Not like you got to go out and win some money off somebody. But anyway, uh, it's uh, Joe Patrick, as always, man. We thank you. Um, Bringing the knowledge with two teams, not only the Braves, but Atlanta United. Of course, we're getting ready for Atlanta United, NYCFC, pre at 4.30, kick at 5 o'clock. You can hear that right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Joe, enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. Hey, you guys too. Thanks for having me on.